0: Welcome to I Hope Church. I'm Dr. DZ Kofi, senior pastor at the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church of Houston, Texas. And here we are online bringing our house into your home. We thank you today for the privilege of your time. Thank you for allowing us into your space to inspire your heart, inform your mind, uh, but more importantly encourage you in the faith to be all that God wants you to be. Now listen, don't forget to like us, share us with family members and friends, let them know there's never been a better time for hope. We're in the midst of an exciting season here at our church and I want this to be an exciting season for you because remember, whenever the Bible talks about church, it's never talking about a building, it's talking about people. We're talking about the people of God. And so if you know the Lord today, I want you to get excited. And if you need the Lord, then get excited as well that you'll have an opportunity to get to know him on today. Our scripture reading today comes from Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17, beginning at verse 1. This is the word of the Lord. Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a great many of the devout Greeks and not a few of the leading women. But the Jews were jealous and taking some wicked men of the rabble, they formed a mob, set the city in an uproar and attacked the house of Jason, seeking to bring them out to the crowd. And when they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. And Jason has received them. And they are all acting against the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, Jesus. And the people and the city authorities were disturbed. When they heard these things and when they had taken money as security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. I've read for you Acts chapter 17, verses 1 through 9 from the ESV translation of the scriptures. This is the word of God for the people of God. And our proper response is thanks be to God. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time today. Father, we bless you and we thank you for this day for a day that we have never seen before a day that we will never see again and as we come together around this holy table to celebrate the meal of the ages with saints with brothers and sisters around the world we pray now that our celebration of this lord's supper this holy communion will be pleasing in your sight sanctify the elements god In the name of Jesus, the unleavened bread, the fruit of the vine that represents your body and blood. And may everything we do this day glorify you, edify your people and horrify and terrify the devil. That real life change will take place, not just the convicting power of your word, but the conduct changing power of your word that it would become a reality in our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, as we get ready to celebrate the Lord's Supper, we've already prayed over the elements. We're going to get ready to receive those elements, and wherever you are, you have your elements in front of you. If not, make sure you go and get them, that fruit of the vine, that unleavened bread. Uh, For some, it's it's wine and, and bread. For others, it's juice and crackers or... Whatever the combination is, whatever God has blessed you with, uh, we, we pray that those elements have been sanctified, that you would take a moment to remember what the Lord has done for you and be reminded of what he expects from you. Uh, Mark Taylor is going to take us back now as we sing this old hymn of the church, lead me to Calvary, lest I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget thine agony. Lest I forget your love for me, lead me to Calvary. Let's remember his love for us and let's be reminded of what he expects from us. Come on, sing it together with us, if you will. King of my life, I
1: crown thee now. King of my life, I crown thee. Now thine shall the glory be. Thine shall the glory be. Lest I forget thy thorn crown. Lest I forget thy thorn crown round. Lead me to Calvary. Lead me to Calvary. Ah Lord have mercy. Come on, sing that chorus with us. Lest I forget Gethsemane. Lest I forget Gethsemane. Lest I forget thine agony. Lest I forget thine agony. Lest I forget thy love for me. Lest I forget thy love. Calvary. Lead
0: me to Calvary. Come on, let's take that trip to Calvary. That second
1: verse says, May I be willing, Lord, to bear. May I be willing, Lord, to bear daily my cross for Darely thee. Daily my cross for thee. Even thy cup of grief. To share. Even thy cup of grief to share. That cup Lord that thou hast borne for. Thou borne all born for, me. for me. Come on, let's sing it together. Lest I forget. Lest I forget. Give Lest I forget thine agony, lest I forget thine agony. Oh, lest, lest I forget, I forget Thy love your Oh, lest I forget, I forget love God, for me. for me. Oh, me. to Calvary. for me. To
0: Calvary. Come on, one more time. Let's just sing on softly. me. softly lest
1: I forget, I forget, I forget, Gethsemane. Lest I forget, Lest thine agony. I forget, Thine agony
0: Lest
1: I Lest I forget, Lord, love for me love for me. Lord, have mercy, Lord, me. Need me to
0: The Bible says on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread, the unleavened bread. He blessed it and broke it and gave it to his disciples. He said, take, eat as often as you eat this, do so in remembrance of me. This is my body I've given for you. Let's eat and remember the sacrifice that the Lord made for each of us. Amen. Likewise, when supper was ended, he took the cup, the fruit of the vine. And after he blessed it, he poured it, gave it to his disciples. He said, Take, he said, Drink. This is my blood. This is the new covenant. Without the shedding of blood, there could be no remission of sins. He said, As often as you drink this, do so in remembrance of me. Let us drink and let's remember together. us pray father we pray now that our worship around this table has been acceptable in your sight we thank you God for the forgiveness of our sins but even more we thank you for the provision of your blood to wash our sins away we pray now God that our worship has been acceptable in your sight it's in Jesus name we thank you and we pray Amen. Amen. Well, it's the first Sunday in August. And listen, I've got to say happy birthday to all of our August birthdays. But I've got to say happy birthday to a special July birthday as well. And that's Sister Frances, Mother Frances of our church, who is the oldest living member of our church. 113 years young she celebrated her birthday on this past month and man we send out a special birthday shout out to mother francis who is not just alive and well mind as sharp as a tack. i didn't get a chance to go see her This year, because of COVID, Uh, my wife had COVID over the last couple of weeks, and so we just quarantined together. But Mother Frances, let me just say to you, we love you at the Good Hope Church. Thank you so much for being uh, a mother of our church. Thank you for your shining example of faithfulness and the grace of God manifested in your life. Now, all of the August birthdays, wherever you are, stand up wherever you are. If you're in the house, you're worshiping on your phone, on your computer, if you got family members and friends around you, listen, let them know this is your birthday month. Stand up, we're gonna sing happy birthday for you today. Well, we're singing happy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Well, we're singing happy. happy birthday to oh Lord, you. happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Well, you look good. Don't you know you look fine? You look fine. We hope you're happy. Sing happy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yes. We hope and pray you have a great birthday. Listen, man, not just take the day or the week, take the month, and enjoy your birthday. If we haven't been reminded of anything over the last two and a half years, we have been aggressively reminded of how fragile life can really be and what's really important in life at the end of the day it's not what you have it's what you enjoy it's not the use of things it's the love of people that makes all the difference in the world listen praise team is going to come and minister in song and following that we're going to have our word for the day we're in the midst of a reset I'll explain that in just a moment but come on let's lift our voices
1: in song Our God is a great God, and He is worthy of our praise. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Hallelujah. Come on, let's do this together, everybody. Say, water you turned into wine. Water you turned into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one. There's no one like you. There's none. You shine. Into the darkness you shine. Out of the ashes we rise. say sí. Clap your hands, clap your hands. Come on, come on, come on. One more time, y'all. You're the name of my names say. You're, you're the name, name of my names. You're worthy say. You worthy of all praise. And my heart will sing. And my heart will sing. How great. How great. Listen up. He really is a great God. He really, he is, a great really God. is. He really is a great God. Say, so He really is a great God. He really Look at your neighbor telling tell really him that. Come on, say say he really is a great guy. Really yes, he, he is. Really take is a side note. Say, that's, mm. who that's, who that's, who that's who you are. Come on, say. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are. You really are a great guy. You really are a great guy. So you really are a great guy. That's who you are. You're my healer. Come on, open your mouth and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor, and tell your neighbor, He really is a great God. Look at somebody else and tell them that. Tell them he really is a great God. And we worship him, we honor him, we give him glory, we give him honor. How many of you all want to make want God to be pleased with your worship? Hallelujah. We want to make him smile today. He is a great God and we love him today Hallelujah Come on, just open your mouth and worship the Lord Hallelujah, hallelujah Here's my worship Take joy in Make it your dwelling place I want to put a smile on your face I present my. Heart to you. I present my life to you. Come on, can somebody just lift your hands and begin to worship the Lord in this place? Glory to your name, Jesus. Come on, lift that with us, everybody. Say, here's my worship. Here's my worship. Take joy. Take joy in it. Make it your dwelling place. I want to put, a smile, wanna put a smile on your face, I present my, I present my heart, to you. heart to you, Lord I present my, I heart life, my life, to you. life to you, say here's my worship, here's my worship. Take, joy. take joy in it, make it your dwelling make place. It your dwelling I want to put a smile on your face. Lord, I present, I present my, my heart, heart, to heart to you. Lord, I present my life to you. Come on, one last time. You. Say, here's my, here's my worship. Take joy, Take joy in, it. in it. Make it your dwelling place. Your dwelling place. I want to put a smile. Lord, give a smile on your Lord I present my, I present my heart, life to you. heart to you. Lord, I present, I present my life, life, life to you. Heart Here we go, everybody. You. Say this. Say, Here's my worship. Here's my worship. Smile. smile. Here's my life, Lord. Here's Is my worship, my. Smile. Is smile. my life, Lord. Here's my yes, my Lord. Take hold. Oh. King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we want our worship to make you smile today. Come on. Everybody say smile. I want to make you smile. I want to make you smile. How many of you all want him to be pleased with your worship today? Come on, lift it up, everybody. Come on, say smile. I want to make you smile. Me, say, Better is one day there in your house, one day in your house, one day in your house, one day in your one day in your is one day in one day in your one day in your house, one day in your one day in your one day Somebody lift your hands in this place. Say, oh, say, oh. Let me make you smile. Let me make you smile. Lift your voice and say, oh. Make you smile, Lord, hallelujah! Yes. Oh, I present my heart to you. I present my life to you. Come on, help me sing. I present my I present my heart to you. Heart to you. Oh. my life to you, life to you, come on, somebody offer him worship in this place, hallelujah, we love you, Jesus,
0: we thank and praise God for that expression of worship, Uh, and I want you to know, and don't forget, worship is not an event, it's not tied to a song only, although you can worship in song, but remember worship is a commitment of your life. It's a lifestyle. We live worship every day of our lives. The challenge is to whom are we giving worship at the moment we're doing what we're doing. And so I pray that you will always be reminded that the Holy Ghost will remind you. Whenever you do something, whenever you say something, however you interact with somebody, It is an act of worship. It's just now expressing who's on the throne at that moment. Is God on the throne or is your flesh on the throne? Let's pray and ask God's blessings on our time today. Father, we bless you today and we thank you for this preaching, teaching, hearing moment. I pray that this moment of worship will be acceptable in your sight. I pray, God, that you will bless as only you can, that we would be more than just hearers of your word, we would be doers as well. It's in Jesus name we pray, amen. So just the other day I was sitting in my office and I was looking at a painting in my office. It's an abstract painting And I looked at it and then had to look again because it looked like there was something possibly wrong with the painting. Uh, Even though it was an abstract, um, I I was looking at it and I was thinking, man, something's just not not right. Is, Is there, that line supposed to, is it that person supposed to be right? And then, I came to this conclusion. I'm not sure if there's something wrong with the painting or is there something wrong with how the painting was hung. You see, how you hang a painting will determine whether or not you get the full effect of the message of the painting. And for me, that that painting looked like it was upside down or turned to the side, I couldn't quite make it out. And my brothers and sisters, many of people who are looking at our world today, many of people who are looking at our society today are trying to figure out what's going on in our world. It, it is our world really turned right side up or is it turned upside down? I mean, think about it for a moment. I'm old enough to remember when parents raised children, and children didn't raise parents. Uh, The war on poverty has become an aggressive war against the poor. Uh, The rate of pay difference between bosses and their employees has skyrocketed. Uh, Years ago, there was a 3% difference in what a boss made versus what an employee ye made. And then it went up to about 30% difference. Now it is some 260% difference. The person that sits in the boardroom versus the person that works out on the street. Our teenagers in the United States are more obese than ever, more sexually active than ever, Ever and are experiencing premature pregnancy more now than ever before. More than 25% of all U.S. children have a chronic health disease. There are more school shootings in America today than anywhere else in the world. There are more than 3 million reports of children who are being abused in the United States Every single year with an average of five children dying as a result of child abuse in the United States every day. In the U.S. it's estimated that one out of every four girls is sexually abused before they become an adult. And now approximately 60 percent of American young adults are living with their parents or grandparents. I'm telling you for me, the world looks upside down. And the only way the world can be made better is not by who's in the White House, but by who's on the throne of people's lives. See, the only way for the world to begin to get right is for Christians to start doing their part to make the world right. Uh, We're in the midst of a very intense reset on yesterday. We did a reset at our church with our leaders and with all concerned members as to what God wants us to do to help people who need the Lord come to know the Lord and people who know the Lord grow in the Lord so they can turn around and help somebody else who needs the Lord to come to know the Lord. And today, for a few moments, I want to give you what I believe is is a seminal message in this series of Reset. I want to talk to you from the thought, how to turn the world right side up. How to turn the world right side up. Now, for somebody, you may be wondering, wait a minute, Pastor, what are you talking about? When I talk about the world, we're defining world in a multiplicity of ways. The first place that you talk about turning the world right side up is in your own life. See, when you turn the world right side up, you've got to start with you. Because if you're not right side up, you'll never see the world the way it needs to be seen. You can't see an upside down world if you're upside down. You've got to allow God to help you turn your life around so that you're right side up. So then you can help people in your concentric circles of contact. You personally, your spouse, your significant other, your children, your family, your tribe, just keep on going out your workplace. You become more comfortable and confident as you turn yourself right side up to help other people turn their lives right side up. I'm convinced, my brothers and sisters, that there are people whose lives will never make sense because they are living and looking at their lives upside down. Our scripture today is Acts chapter 17, verse 6. Acts chapter 17, verse 6 is our foundational scripture. Let me read it for you. The ESV translation says, and when they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers Before the city authorities shouting, these men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. Here's the first thing that that I want you to see. As Christians, when we are said to be turning the world upside down, what we're really doing is turning the world right side up. That's why I'm talking today from the thought how to turn the world right side up, because if we are turning the world right side up, then that means for those who are living in the world and comfortable with the world like it is, that we're actually turning their world upside down, but we're turning it back to the way God wants it to be. The book of Acts tells the story of a handful of men and women who were used by the power of the Holy Ghost to turn the world right side up. They did not leave the world like they found it. They were determined to make the world a better place, but not a better place in their eyesight. They were determined to make the world a better place and to turn it into what God wanted it to be. So here they are on the day of Pentecost. Believers are gathered. And here comes the Holy Ghost. It's poured out. Everywhere they went, these believers, these followers of the way were ridiculed. They were were opposed. They were persecuted. They were physically assaulted for their beliefs. Some were even put to death. But these followers of Jesus came to be known as those Who turned the world upside down. There's a distinction between turning a place out and turning it upside down. There's a distinction because here's what God wants you to understand. Uh, you, You turn the world right side up when you help people turn their lives right side up. Every one of us knows at least one person, even if it's the person that we look at in the mirror every day. Everybody knows at least one person who needs to turn their life upside down in order to get their life right side up. And the scripture says that these believers in Acts 17, 6 went preaching the gospel and they turned the world. Upside down, which means they turned it right side up to the glory of God. Here's the second thing and final thing for today. Not only do you have a responsibility to turn the world right side up. uh, Secondly, you turn the world right side up when you share Jesus with those who need him. You turn the world upside, uh, right side up when you share the gospel of Jesus Christ with those who need him. Verse one of Acts chapter 17 says, when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in as was his custom. And on three Sabbath days, he reasoned with them from the scriptures explaining and proving that it was necessary For the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead and saying this Jesus whom I proclaim to you is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas as did a great many of the devout Greeks and not a few of the leading women. The Bible says that Paul went in and reasoned with them from the scriptures Over three Sabbath days, that's three weeks, that Paul reasoned with them. Uh, He took time. He was intentional. He was intense in his building this relationship with the people who needed to hear from the Lord. And the Bible says he reasoned with them. He talked with them. He discussed with them. He dialogued with them. Uh, Some translations would say he disputed with them, uh, but they would never disagree a bull, even though they may have disagreed. Uh, There was a seeking of knowledge and there was a willingness of Paul to share what the Lord had shared with him. Can I tell you one of the mistakes that we make when we talk about sharing the word of God with people? Uh, somehow we're under this misconception, maybe it's the instant society that we live in that we think if we just talk to somebody and walk up and tell them they need Jesus and they don't respond right away, we look at them and say, well, you know what, I'm just going to shake the dust off my feet. Listen, sometimes you've got to build a relationship and a rapport and give people an opportunity, listen carefully to see the sermon in action before they hear it spoken across your lips. You gotta show them who you are and not just say who you are. Listen, we live in a society today, my brothers and sisters, where people are quick to say it, but many cannot live under the scrutiny of a continued examination to see if there is reality behind their words. My brothers and sisters, you've got to live it, and you've got to care enough about people to talk to them and spend time with them because they don't care what you know until they know that you care. It's amazing to me, my brothers and sisters, how many people we know need the Lord but because we don't like them or like their lifestyle or whatever choices they have made, good, bad, or ugly, so we decide that we're going to brush them off. We decide we're going to shoo them off. We decide we're going to go the other way instead of sharing with them consistently the love of Jesus Christ. Paul says you've got to share the word of God you, you must share god 's word, you must share god 's word see, see here here 's what Paul wants you to understand the The source and authority of paul 's message was the scripture. Paul did not preach the ideas of other men. Paul did not preach the ideas of other women or his own ideas. Paul did not have a message that came from man 's mind he did not come preaching and teaching philosophy, psychology, sociology, religion, history, or the law. Paul came with the word of God because he understands there is life-giving power in the word. Paul preached the scriptures because Paul understood that they were both the source and authority that people needed to live by. Listen to me carefully, my brothers and sisters. Everybody has an opinion and here's the truth as tragic as it may be, everybody values their opinion As much, if not more than somebody else's opinion. Even when the person is an expert in the field, we think our opinion is as good as theirs. It's even worse for people of God because here's what I've learned. When you have people who know God, people who have given their life to the Lord, they think every thought they come up with must be inspired by the Holy Ghost. So if they think it long enough and hard enough, it must be God because I wouldn't think it otherwise. Listen to me carefully. If your thoughts are not in alignment with the word of God. Don't you can't be so spiritual that you are unbiblical. Somebody put that in the chat. You you can't be spiritual to the point that you are unbiblical. The Bible says that Paul explained to them. he, He opened thoroughly the word of God. And, and prove to them that, that Jesus was the Christ. Now, here's what's important for you to understand. If you go back and look at that passage, everybody didn't accept. Everybody didn't receive. Those who received, received, but there was a crowd who got mad. Specifically, the text references the Jews. Why? Because their world was being turned upside down. And they didn't like the fact that their world was being turned upside down when in actuality, in the power of God, their world was being turned right side up. Look at what Romans 1 verses 16 and 17 say. For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God. The power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes the Jew first and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. It's the word that changes lives. It's, it's as we lead and, 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 and disciple and encourage people in the word of God. That's why Paul says the word of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God, the woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Word of God. is profitable for doctrine. That's to teach us what's right. It's profitable for reproof. That's to teach us what's not right. It's profitable for correction. That's to teach us how to get right. It's profitable for instruction in righteousness. That's to teach us
1: how to stay right.
0: Everything we need for right living is in the Word of God. And Paul says, when you share that good news with others and they embrace it, man, you find those who embrace it and you help them to grow and you will turn their world for them upside down. But from God's perspective, you can turn their world right side up and help them live in a way that is right in the sight of God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we bless you for this day. Uh, We pray now, God, that everything that we have done, everything that we have said has been pleasing in your sight, has brought glory and honor to you. God, I pray that your word has found a fertile place in our hearts and minds. That we would be more than just hearers. That we would be doers of your word. Help us, God, to see our responsibility, to take that responsibility seriously to turn the world right side up. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, if you're watching with us on today, listen, I want to give you an opportunity to come to know the Lord. Remember, there's only two kinds of people in the world, people who know Jesus and people who need Jesus if you need the lord i want you to click on the qr code right now and follow the path to accept jesus christ as your savior i want you to do that today don't wait don't tarry don't dialogue don't debate with the devil if you feel god leading you and you want to give your life to the lord listen to me carefully i'm not talking about uh, becoming part of the church i'm not talking about religion I'm not talking about rituals or routines. I'm talking about a relationship with a God who loves you so much. He loves you where you are, but he loves you so much. He doesn't want to leave you there. Now, if you know the Lord, then I want you to click on that QR code as well. Um, Either way, we want to pray for you. Uh, Let us know the decision that you made today. Maybe you committed your life to the Lord or recommitted your life to the Lord. Maybe you accepted Jesus Christ as your savior and you can follow the prompts or go to our website at goodhope.org and you can follow the prompts on how to ask the Lord Jesus Christ in your life and I will show you and lead you through the prayer of salvation so you can ask the Lord into your life. Wherever you are whatever it is that you're going through I want you to know nothing catches God off guard and he's there to encourage you along the way. Now, as we worship the Lord in giving, uh, I want you to again, uh, if you're able, go to that QR code or just follow one of the six prompts to give online. Um, here's what I want you to really do for me, not, not only to give uh, financially, but, but I really want you to think about how do you give of your time and your talent. For those of you who are in the Houston metropolitan area um, and you don't have a church home you don't have to join our church to come and serve um, we, we are serving hundreds of people every week in our food pantry um, we have our new director of missions uh, minister Chris Johnson has assumed that role he was part of the missions team under Pastor Mark Sloan he and his wife we give a shout out to them they are in Uganda right now Pastor Mark and Marshall Sloan are there and uh, he's getting ready to start teaching and she's ministering to the women there and we're excited about the work that they're doing there. Minister Chris Johnson was part of that team and now he is assuming leadership of our missions team as our full-time missions director and we're going to be mobilizing our church. Here's what I need you to understand. Man, I have come to accept this fact like never before. I don't want to invite you to sit At our church, I want you to come and serve with our church. So whether you are a church member or not, you might be an unbeliever. You know what? That's okay. You're looking for fulfillment. You're looking for purpose in your life. Man, we would love for you to contact our church. Call our church, 713-524-6578. That's 713-524-6578. And just leave a message and say, hey, I heard Pastor Cofield talking about this on the broadcast. I want to serve. We want to get you actively involved in making a difference in the kingdom work. As a matter of fact, I'm telling all of you who are members of the church, don't invite folk to come to church to sit with you. Invite them to church to come and serve with you. Because serving is where we can meet people where they are and begin to help them to move to where God wants them to be. Now, we're still in our reset. I'm gonna come back with part two of this message on next week. But man, I am super excited about this reset because I believe God has even greater things in store for us and for those of you who watch on the digital platform thank you so much man we're working hard to get our discipleship on demand up and going and i'm hoping and praying that we'll be able to do that in the next 30 to 60 days i'll be working hard on that Uh, we want to make it as uh, content driven and as uh, convenient as possible but we also want to make sure that we give you an opportunity to connect with community because all three of those things are necessary for discipleship to really take place. Content, community, and a level of convenience so that you can actually get it done. Stay with us. I promise you we're going somewhere and it's going to be great on our way and when we get there. All right. Until next time, remember, God is doing something wonderful in you. God is doing something wonderful in us. So let's get excited about what God is doing. God bless.
1: I want you to encourage your brother and your sister. Tell them God is doing something wonderful in you. Come on, sing. Oh, God is doing something wonderful. God is doing it on the inside. And it's showing up on the outside. And it's showing up up on the outside. Something awesome awesome and incredible. incredible. And only we will will get the glory. God is.